0: Podcast, and this week we're going to get mired in superpowered Chicago politics with Cowl. We'll also try out another web platform when we talk about Zithra. And squeezed in somewhere around the edges, we have Sci Fi's The Expanse and The Return of The X Files. I'm Nick Hemsing.
1: And I'm Brock Beauchamp. Yeah, The X Files is back. Neither Nick or, nor I have watched it yet, but I'm hoping to catch up on the two or three episodes that are out tonight. And, yeah, I didn't watch TV in the 90s, so I, I know The X-Files, and I watched about five seasons on Netflix, but it, it doesn't age particularly well. Well, you
0: and I were both doing pretty much the same thing in that, yeah. in that late 90s span, uh, and that was playing way too much Counter-Strike.
1: Yeah, playing way too much Counter-Strike and... Uh, drinking. Yeah, and drinking and reading comic books and playing pen and paper RPGs.
0: I think we can uh, I tried to think of people always mention shows from the nineties late nineties and go on I go, Yeah, that was a great show. I wonder why I was never watching it. I think I go, the same thing oh, all the time. That's that's right. That's because I was on a surfer playing Counter Strike for hours every night. The uh that was pretty much the counter strike period of my life. Yeah. Let's see. And I was I just wasn't into watching TV. I just
1: No, neither the, was I.
0: If I had TV on it was some, it was like off to the side and I was never I wasn't really paying attention so um, there was it was no way to watch any of those shows so that's why I never watched Buffy or yep, um, yep that was all all go- all gone to the great hope but I, uh, the, uh, you know, yeah know I have friends from that from that server in that period, but yeah. yeah I was
1: almost 30 years old when I first watched a television show <clears throat> consistently, and that was uh, lost. Yeah, I've never, I still never seen Lost. <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I've gone back and watched five or six seasons of X-Files. And, you know, it's by t- today's grade of television, it's not awesome. Uh, Skulder and Molly are the worst FBI agents in the history of the world. Scully magically has her back turned every time something interesting is going to happen. I mean, there are aliens like traipsing through the background and Scully's sitting there with a flashlight reading a note or something every time. Uh And uh, Mulder gets disarmed basically every episode. He he really needs to duct tape his pistol to his hand. (laughs) I mean, it's hilarious. I I would like to go through and watch the entire series and log how many times Mulder gets disarmed.
0: I wonder if you could make, or somebody already has made, a montage of him <laughs> being disarmed.
1: Probably. I mean, knowing YouTube, people have done everything, but
0: it, it will that you just need to have a combination. You could just flip back and forth. Uh, Scully looking away, yes, and and uh, Mulder being disarmed, and you could just flip between the two, <laughs> the uh, all the way through.
1: But I mean, it's not a bad show or anything. It's just. You know, there's only so many hours in the day, and there are shows like Mr. Robot that I've only watched two or three episodes of, and it's just friggin' amazing. And it's hard for me to go back and catch up on X-Files in that environment. But I am going to watch the new series. I am excited. I've, I've seen all the movies, I think. So it's not like I'm unfamiliar with the with the show, and I'm, I'm glad it's coming back. You know, it was one of those hallmarks of the 90s. And a lot of what modern television is today is born out of that show.
0: Yeah, the uh, uh, you know it, it's some of the precursors are not as easy to watch as they were back then, but uh, what we have doesn't exist without
1: them. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to go back and watch some of the ideas that were you know really getting good, but they still kind of fumbled around with it a little bit. Where today you're getting a little bit more polished view of those themes. But on another note, The Expanse, uh, I watched the first seven episodes of that. I think it's a sci-fi show and it's basically everything I've wanted in a TV show since Battlestar Galactica went off the air. That good, huh? Yeah. I'm really into it. The way they've laid out the world and it, there's a, there's a real lived in feel to the world, not like a star Wars, everything's dirty type of lived in feel, but the the world feels rich there there's a lot to it and i'm really enjoying it it's it's so give me so bef- before you tell me how much you know after you
0: told me how much you enjoy it and all that mm-hmm. tell me what the fuck is it, it's about cuz i know nothing oh about it's
1: it. um it's a space-based um kind of not space opera but you know i guess you could call it that and it's about this ship that was destroyed And the political implications of multiple factions, there's Mars, there's Earth, and then there's the Outer Belt are kind of the three powerhouse organizations, although the Outer Belt is weak by comparison to Mars and Earth. And they're all kind of jockeying for political gain over this ship being destroyed. And there were several people who witnessed and escaped the ship being destroyed, and now they're being pursued around the galaxy, or around the solar system uh, because there's no faster than uh, warp travel. So everything happens within our solar system.
0: I do like those kind of uh, settings yeah. um, because it, uh, it, there are, I mean, the solar system is still large, but there's a limited number of places on it where people could probably be the, uh, yeah, you can't just say, screw you guys. I'm going to the Andromeda." You know? Yeah. Yeah you know the uh um, so i imagine it's it it becomes a, it becomes a little bit more easy to uh maintain that sense of uh of being hunted without having any real place to go
1: yeah and travel of course because yeah. it, there is no faster than light travel so it i mean travel is a real concern in this story yeah months you're talking, yeah, it, you're talking months to years between objects. Yeah, and I think it um, takes, you know, a, a week to get to from Mars to the uh, asteroid belt, stuff like that. So it's not. I mean, obviously they are haul and ass compared to what we can do today, but there's still a real factor of well, Mars is a really long ways away from us, especially yeah. right now because it might be on the other side of the sun. And, yeah, I really like it. It's really polished, and the characters are believable. Yeah, I'm into it, because I I love space-based sci-fi. And I know it's really expensive to produce. And that's probably why there isn't a whole lot of it. But I'm I'm glad somebody's taking another shot at it, because Battlestar Galactica was so good.
0: It's so funny, because I think in video games, it's the exact opposite. Yes. They are cheaper to produce yes (laughs) yeah um so it's kind of funny that yeah tv shows it require so much more special effects and then there's you know more you know these elaborate sets and all these things i
1: I, i've always suspected that it's the sets that really cost
0: yeah an arm and a leg um the uh yeah, it, it, because you can, I mean, you, you, you try to build sets that you can reuse as much as possible because mm-hmm. each one of them is going to be expensive. Yeah. Um. You know, it's this, you know, the entire, you know, in, You know, it's the whole inside of a ship. That's a, you know, pretty large room to build. Yeah. Uh, the uh, That, and you have to make it look realistic, and you're going to be putting all these extra effects over it sometimes, and uh, yeah, pretty expensive yeah, so I'm, I'm the, just hopefully, glad... it, hopefully it works out enough. Hopefully it does well enough for them to uh, stay on the air.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Because you know, Battlestar Galactic was so good. And we see so much comic book stuff. And we see so much sci-fi stuff. But most of the sci-fi stuff is dystopian now. Uh, yeah. Or post-apocalyptic. And this isn't. This is a lived-in universe that has political entities that are vying for power. And... You know, it's futuristic and it's sci-fi, but it's it's a much more grounded version than, say, Star Trek or something like that. Yeah. The. uh...
0: Speaking of which, are you uh, uh, are you or I gonna? There's the new Star Trek that's going to happen, but they're going to put it out on that other platform. Their old stupid platform.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's it's the Kirk crew, isn't it?
0: I, don't,
1: I know. don't know. I and thought it was a whole new concept. I, I hope it is, and I've I've only glossed over the details of it because I, I've seen every episode of every Star Trek series. I'm obviously a big Star Trek fan, but I hate it, the, I hate the fact that they're launching it on this platform that I have to pay for, and you know, I I, I hope it's not Kirk because I I'm tired of Kirk, and I I would really hate the fact that. They have one Kirk and Spock on in the movies and a different Kirk and Spock on television. So, And the Star Trek universe is so damn big. You don't have to keep going back to that same damn well. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going uh, to. We'll look it up later. Yeah.
0: but the um,
1: It's still a long ways off, so I haven't really read that much into it because I don't want to get too excited about it.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, but the...
1: Uh, We'll keep an eye. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, and uh, by the way, I'm going to shill my own book again. If oh, you are new a, It's new characters? Yeah. Excellent. Glad to hear that. Uh, I'm shilling my own book. Uh, go to Comixology if you're a Comixology user and search for duplicity. It's just $1.99. And hopefully in the next uh, couple weeks, maybe while I'm in Nicaragua... Uh, Time Dick will release on Comicsology as well, so that's cool. Or, oh, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 there. It's, it's something. Yeah, it's something. It's perfectly acceptable, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ringing praise. Yeah, it's 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 uh, marginal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about Cowl? Uh, yeah. Okay, Cowl is an image book and it's about the Chicago Organized Workers League once stood as a beacon of hope against an epidemic of organized crime in an unbeatable brotherhood of supervillains. Now in 1962 the Union faces a dis- disillusioned public, scandal, and a new era of threats. Written by Kyle Higgins and Alex Siegel with art by Rod Rice. This book is at first glance it kinda seems like a blatant Watchmen ripoff, but then as it progresses a little bit it's all incredibly local to chicago and it's about this kind of street level police enforcement superhero squad and the mayor's office is trying to pull funding and different entities are vying to try to control them as in get them under their jurisdiction so they and there's a lot of negotiation of you know things like uh workers health care and you know pay raises and it it kind of goes down a much more local city level uh political arena than it seems right off the bat and i thought the book got better the more it went in that direction
0: i did too um so at first first going into the book um the uh I was a little curious how they were going to go because Chicago is fertile ground for going for any sort <laughs> for of jacked uh, up politics, jacked up politics. I mean, they kind mean, of it, invented them. Yeah, so the uh, it was the place to do it, and uh, with the with the exception of uh, of any of the action that happens in the book, um, I found the politics of it and what what was going on between the characters that uh I I actually got I got interested got a little yeah. fascinated with what was going on. the um, it's it's something where I want the the second they started introducing they mentioned you know, this is Chicago politics um that is exactly what I wanted from the book.
1: Yeah, exactly And I texted Nick uh, I was maybe two to two and a half issues into the book and I said, we better have a strong follow-up because I don't know if we're going to like this book and we're not we might not have a lot positive to say about it and almost at the drop of a dime I started reading the next few pages and the book started getting way better because it started dealing with this political stuff because the first issues start too slowly there's too many characters Um, a few of the characters look very similar so you're not sure who's talking and because they're you know, some are political entities, some are superheroes. You, you really have no idea what's going on. Now, I wish they would have, kind of, gently fed us characters a little, a little slowly, a little more slowly, because I found the first issue or two just a bit overwhelming.
0: Uh, I just found the first issue hard to follow.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe it was the, just uh, the first issue.
0: Uh, yeah the first issue was hard to follow well okay the first 10 to 15 pages mm-hmm. are really difficult to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah I, I was um, completely this lost art, this art style does not work well with the action that they were doing I felt that I felt that it that the whole time I was I was trying to go okay who is this what the hell's happening because I've got no because of the the minimal ba- the minimal background in some cases, mm-hmm. I have no context.
1: Yeah, and there's uh, the plot of the first volume kind of revolves around this murder that happens. Uh, well, I don't know if you'd call it murder or um, just somebody died in a fight, and it's kind of it goes down this rabbit hole of mystery of how did these weapons come about to that these people were using. Why did this guy die? Why was he there? And I didn't even know he died when he died because the first, like you said, 10 or 15 pages were so disorienting that they had to tell me he died because I didn't. And even after they told me he died, I still didn't know who died, uh, which person it was in this fight. And It took me several pages maybe an issue or better to kind of start slotting the context of the story together to figure out that it was this person and this is what that meant that death meant essentially uh but once i started getting that sorted i really started liking the book yeah once it actually got away from it got away from that
0: yeah uh, when when it was basically about what the hell's happening to this this uh this group and The whole, you know, really diving into the Chicago politics. Um, the, uh, and Chicago politics is a, is a ugly mixture of, um, you know, the shady politicians, uh, strong unions and, uh, the, uh, it's, it's, it's always been, it's always been that. And it's something that, uh, uh, I would have watched. Honestly, I would have wanted to see a book about it, even that didn't have superheroes in it. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the you almost could have pulled the superheroes out of this book and still had the same story, and I would have been all in.
1: Yeah. Um, and the, it, uh,
0: but I mean I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they were a, a big distraction or anything. No. I'm just saying that it, the the strong point of this whole concept is that. Um, you're, you're basically telling a good old-fashioned Chicago corruption story and just kind of uh, tossing it into a different, yeah, uh, different it, film.
1: It's such rich ground to explore Chicago politics because it, it, they've had a mayor named Daley for I think about 450 years. I think the Native <laughs> American tribe that was there before Western settlers came in, uh, their chieftain was named Daley. I mean it's just <laughs> – it's just one of those things in chicago politics where you're like holy crap how is this possible that this same family keeps uh being uh you know the head of the city essentially but yeah and it's interesting that you mentioned the superheroes being superfluous uh a bit because i actually have that in my notes where it seems like uh, a couple of the characters could have been removed almost entirely Which would have helped me with the disorientation of so many things coming at me at once early in the book. Uh, Because they didn't end up doing much. And I'm sure they will later. But that still could have been... I, I just feel like a couple of the characters could have been trimmed. And if they would have gotten to the murder mystery leading into the political machinations more quickly, the book would have hooked me faster and it would have been even better for it yeah uh
0: so I think the um so my strong the strongest point I have about this book is that the um the story that it builds uh is much stronger than the story that it it first leads you to believe is there um the other thing is is that um i think the the art style is um the art style which is a how do you okay? You're, I leave this to you. You okay. describe art styles much better than I do.
1: Okay. Um, like you said, the art style didn't cater to the superhero action part of the story, but when it got into the mood and political maneuvering of the book, I thought this was a fantastic art style for it. It's a mixture of um, painterly with light inks put over it and it's it's not terribly different than um a style like Phil Noto if you're familiar with that he did uh he's done a bunch of stuff but he's working on the uh, Black Widow book recently he did Chewbacca and the coloring is just gorgeous once it gets into more of a realistic setting but you get into the action scenes and it's it's not its strongest point
0: yeah so that's kind of yeah that's where i was where i was going with is it is a style that is uh well suited for the direction the book goes in Mm -hmm. um just not the direct not where it starts yeah and yeah i loved the art and they do come back and they do come back and do some action later and i it has the same disorienting
1: effect yeah it does uh and, but I can manage it as long as they keep it to small doses
0: yeah it, it is small doses but um I guess my only my only uh, thing that I would have wanted better is that during uh during an action sequence um, they uh, just would have to I, it's, I I don't think it's detail because I think you can't insert more detail without having the book seem inconsistent
1: well there actually is some inconsistency in the book because there are sets of pages that become hyper detailed and it loses that painterly uh style with just slight inks over the top and it goes for a much heavier inking hand Mm -hmm. and it actually tore me out i had to stop and flip back and forth to say is this a different artist because it looks so different and so it was inconsistent. What I find odd is that when it came to the action scenes, when that detail would have helped enormously to figure out what's happening, they didn't do that. But then, other more mundane scenes, you would get these hyper-detail pages, and I find it—I found it a bit puzzling yeah. that that decision was made. But the art is beautiful. The coloring is just oh my god. The the painterly uh, just hard brush strokes that are are used in a very oil like rich oil type of feel um i loved it and it's it's one weakness was it didn't work particularly well for action and the artist actually used photographic backdrops which i hate but he did it in a way where he would um ink over certain lines and then manipulate the photo in photoshop and then paint over parts of it where it became almost indistinguishable from his, his actual just character paintings. And if you're ever going to use photographic manipulation in a comic book, which I generally have extreme disdain for, look at this book because this is how it's done right. It's really good. I, I, bet, seen, I bet you didn't I've even seen notice. A lot more, uh, I've seen a lot more mixing in uh, recent years using... Yeah. Well, it using, saves an ass load of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, drawing backgrounds is hard. Coloring
0: backgrounds yeah. is hard. Yeah, and it's not the it's not the actual action. It's it's what
1: sets this. It makes the setting. Yeah. So the uh, I believe it. Yeah, and I like I said, I, I generally I just I my blood will just start to boil when I see most photo manipulation in comic books. But this was done so seamlessly and so well that uh, yeah, huge props to uh, Rod Rice for. Figuring out a way to uh, do this and keep it consistent with the feel of the book.
0: Um, So I the uh, I I was actually surprised when you sent me that text first because I started reading it and I said uh, I started reading it and I go well you know okay the the first part's a little weird uh, first part's a little uh, difficult but I I quickly got into the story you know I was uh, curious if I was just going to disagree with you yeah the the whole time but. uh, I guess you you just hadn't read as far in.
1: Yeah, so. I I had just hit the point where I was completely confused. Uh, there was all sorts of crap happening and I didn't know any of it. I didn't have any context for anything. And that's when I texted you because I put the book down because I was frustrated. I was like, shit, I just, I, I don't know what's happening. And it, it's beautiful. These pages are beautiful, but they're they're not telling me a great story because I'm just lost. And then I texted you and then, a couple pages later, it all started slotting in, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this book is actually pretty good now."
0: All right, well, so since I think we're we're gonna give it a read, it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, just for the art alone, it's worth a read. It and I the wish,
0: dialogue is pretty good. The, the dialogue, dialogue is good. good. It, the dialogue it, it, is uh, good. That was one of the first things I was looking for when um, I was. It was the first thing I was looking to scrutinize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, uh, and uh, I felt that the dialogue was very strong. I thought it was a well-written book.
1: Yeah. I, I wish it would have started a little bit more cleanly and concisely because, you know, we always harp on your first issue has to hook. And this one, absolutely. If we had done this
0: as a single issue, we probably, we may have been, uh, tougher on it. Yeah.
1: We probably would have skewered the book on At least I would have, because yeah. I had no idea what the F was going on at the end of the first issue
0: wrote to the trade.
1: Yeah, it really did. And I hate that. I I wish people wouldn't do that, but thankfully this book turns the corner and gets going in a hurry. And I definitely want to read volume two. So.
0: Okay. So, uh, we'll read that. And then then we can move on or, or, uh, let's see. Uh, do we want to, Oh, we talked about the other two things. So I guess we'll move on to the book that you told us we should pick a good webcomic before (laughs) we, uh, Oh,
1: um, I thought we'd discussed uh because we read Sithra, which is the uh on a relatively new platform called Webtoon, which I was unfamiliar with until about a month ago. And i barely used the app. And it's interesting how Webtoon and Tapastic are kind of changing how we consume comics. And you know, there's there's Drunk Duck and you can build your own website and there's a lot of other ways, but they're Wait, wait! Don't gloss over. What the fuck is Drunk Duck? Uh, Drunk Duck is a basically uh, think of it as kind of like a website that syndicates your comics for you. So you create an account, you log in. It you know it works kind of like social media where you have your your little setup where you can post your comics and people can hop around in various places within Drunk Duck and read a bunch of comics, but. Drunk Dog and most online web comics uh, that are produced using a WordPress traditional setup, you know, they're really still languishing in the pre-mobile world, where Tapastic and Webtoon have really shown us how to make a proper mobile comic. And Cythra is a great example of it. You know, where the panels are vertical, uh, you you scroll a lot. And the images load as you're scrolling, and it's really changed. I mean, a couple of years ago, you couldn't read a comic on your phone because they were su- such a nightmare. But these services have gone so phone heavy uh, with their presentation style that it's really changing how we how we consume and produce comics, and I think it's great.
0: Well, uh, I I think the format works well for uh, tapping one page right to left or whatnot on on a, uh, mobile device is not as, is not as convenient. And in fact, on a web browser, it's not as convenient. It's convenient for, well, it suits reading an actual page from a book. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, when moving it to where you're not constrained to that, um, just that method, then you can do something else. And I think it works really well. I found, uh, reading Zithra very, uh, Uh, very, uh, simple and,
1: oh yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful to read it. And the way that scrolling allows the creator to surprise the audience, uh, you know, where you, if you toss a page up, you know, that page is there and the audience can see what happens, happens on panel five. So if you do a reveal, it often has to be on the beginning of the next page and stuff like that, where all that's thrown out the window with this vertical scroll. And I see so many webcomic creators who are still sticking to the, this is a page, this will print as a page, and so that's how I'm going to present it on the web. And, you know, 50% of your traffic is probably coming from a phone, so there are more more phone users than there are desktop users because once you factor in tablets as well which is probably around 10 percent you have a slight advantage for phones so why are you creating this content to be read on a desktop when the majority of your users are not using a desktop
0: so uh without further ado let's let's uh, talk about the actual book we read on it
1: yeah so uh quick rundown is nirvana page wanted to see the world Traveling by pirate, private seaplane with her father on their, their annual vacation, a mysterious force crashes their plane, separating Nirvana from her dad and stranding her in an unfamiliar land. It's there she encounters Cythra, a mysterious being who could hold the key to finding her father, and begins a grand adventure that will bring her beyond the world's end. Written and everything by Jason Brubaker, who also did the comic Remind that we reviewed way, way back, a couple years. My oh God, it might be almost three years ago now. Yeah, it was one of the first... Yeah, Uh, I've uh, chatted with Jason a few times, and I've been following him since his early Remind days. I think I first stumbled across a comic when there were like 20 pages online. And his artwork is just gorgeous. Uh, He's an animator, or he used to be an animator, I believe, for DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. And there's a professional just... Just immediate first glance you you're like wow this guy's a pro he knows what the hell he's doing and yeah it just he could he could release books without words and i would still follow him
0: uh so one thing that i th- have to say is uh much uh stronger about this book than remind is that this book jumps right in yes um the uh this is a this is a much better uh remind was decent but a little a little bit long in the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this was classic webcomic problem. Yeah, classic webcomic problem. This this story is a is a more mature work. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, I found that the uh, it didn't take long to hook me. Um, it, of course it was it's a beautiful work, but the uh, the story didn't take long to get me interested. Um, didn't take long to I- introduce, you know, further elements that would actually you know that to um, you know new elements to I um, was it. It didn't spend too long with introducing each element. It worked them in, mm-hmm. moved along,
1: and, and he, he did some really um, yeah, like you said, mature. Just it, it's it's a very professional, mature view. Uh, it it introduces you to Nirvana, who's nicknamed Vana, and her dad. And almost immediately, within a handful of pages, you knew she was going to be on an adventure by herself, something was going to happen to her father, and you didn't know how that was going to happen, but he did a very, um, he very clearly delineated where the story was going from the get-go. And so if you were interested in that type of story, you knew what you were getting right off the bat and you wanted to read more.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, the story itself, I, I felt that it it did a, a um, it did a good job of staying a, you know where I felt it could have gone to a dark place, that stayed a kid's story. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Uh, so I was kind of happy to happy to see that it feels it feels light, it feels it has that you know it has whim, uh, you know, whimsical element, and uh, there's. I mean, there's some elements that, you know, I, 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 want a bit more explanation, but I assume they're just company. you know, it's just kind of coming. I haven't read, I, I read uh, all the way up until, uh, um, the, uh, she sees the cat again. Okay. So I hadn't, I hadn't read everything that was out yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I stopped at episode 10, which was the end of the first book, which I suspect was maybe anywhere between 30 and 50 printed pages that would be yeah. my my estimation because the way it's laid out in panel by panel uh vertical scroll you can't really tell how many pages it'll be in print but um uh, yeah so i i didn't get very far in the story so there's still a lot that's a mystery to me but that's okay i mean you you know you a creator's not going to you know blow their wad in the first you know 10 pages of a book essentially and i want to read more it's just a really Solid professional book, and like you said, the it's very light in both visual presentation and in story elements, and it's very kid friendly. Yeah.
0: So um, I don't know how much more I have to say about it, except for the um, the presentation and that web uh, and that scrolling web format worked really well for it.
1: Yeah. If Um, if if you're a creator and you're looking how to build a phone first comic, I mean, you start here this is the way to do it. And I also say that
0: um, there's an element that they're able to introduce that in a page comic would drive me insane. Um, and that's that that dialogue or just how I text in between panels.
1: Yeah. It, it's a weird mixture of like short prose and comic books where in between panels, there'll be a white space with a narration essentially. Uh, but it's not entirely a narration because it's actually – Prose—it's actually describing some things that happen in the story without showing it, and it's really an interesting melding of that. And if and, I saw it in a page, it would probably drive me nuts. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, and because it, what, what, part of it is—is is because you know I'm just kind of scrolling up with my thumbs as I go up. I'm reading it as it's going up the page. Mm-hmm. You know, i "Well, like, oh, cool," and I, you know, it leads right into the next image. So, I think what's also um important that we're seeing is is that that format is also maturing.
1: oh, absolutely. This is a very different take that um I'd be curious to see it in print to see how it works with this um quasi prose slash narration, but man, it works bloody fantastic on a phone, yeah,
0: so uh. Um, I mean, I think we we picked this one knowing that we were going to you know, we we had a positive opinion on it.
1: Yeah, I I've, you know, I'm familiar with Brew Baker's work. Everything I've ever seen from him is good. This is actually the best work I've seen from him. It it just feels polished from front to back, and I'm a big fan. I will definitely be following this book on Webtoon.
0: Okay. So, uh, well, two books that we liked, man. And you yeah. even teased me. You fucking teased me. <laughs> you said, you know, I wasn't I good, like gonna this. like this one, and then I'm like, oh, you know, cool, you know. I, I and then I like it, and I'm like, no, that's not fair. I I, I thought we were gonna have something to hate.
1: That's it's just not. No, I mean they're both. Uh, I would say Sithra I'm a bit more bullish, positive on because it did. It's just i hate to use the word flawless but it's pretty damn close it's it does exactly what it's trying to do and it does it in a very good to exceptional way in almost every facet uh, yeah. whereas cowl i i struggled with that first issue but ultimately it's a good book and if if you're reading in a volume absolutely pick it up
0: okay so uh, yeah, I uh, agree with both. Um and um and I'm interested in reading more of both.
1: Yeah, and uh, S- uh, Sithra is everybody's favorite price free. You just yeah. have to download the Webtoon app. So.
0: Yeah. So so um so how would you how would you compare it to um the Duplicity? Uh which one? Zithra.
1: Zithra. Um, well, it's definitely better than, um, you know, acceptable, okay. which I think okay. we've, we've reached a consensus that, uh, duplicity is mostly somewhat acceptable.
0: I was just trying to push you into that uncomfortable area of, uh, of <laughs> comparing somebody else's work to yours.
1: Um, uh, that doesn't bother me. There's a million people great no, no, it's, stuff.
0: It's, but it's, it's, it's way fun for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, you know, you can, so please go buy Duplicity, um, read Zithra.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to be gone for a few weeks because I am heading to Nicaragua. So I will be gone and I think we will probably miss, oh, at least two weeks, maybe three. Yeah,
0: yeah. So in three, f- so in three to four weeks, uh, uh, I don't know who the new co-host will be. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, well, I am. Uh, I am. I have created a trust when I get uh, abducted by, uh, you know, the banditos and they hold me ransom. So I've already created my own trust to get me out. So I'll be back <laughs> because you're going to look at us and we're be like, oh. oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on you to pay me anything. No, that's ridiculous. You'd the, take the money and go buy yourself a new TV and stuff. I got some. I got some pocket
0: change. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 we, I, you know what? We have we have been collecting a fair number
1: of quarters. I have one four hundredth of a bitcoin I can chip in. <laughs> yes, we can ask them. is did you take Bitcoin? bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know, twenty first uh, century bandits. Who knows? It might you
0: take Bitcoin and. Uh, a GameWorks tokens. Yes. <laughs> I, I, GameWorks, you know, and we've got some tickets too. I hear that they are good for a logo mug.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you can get yourself a stuffed bear. Is GameWorks yeah. still even in business? I think so. <laughs> Dave & Buster's are one of those. Dave & Buster's is still in business because I just saw one today. So okay. and I, it's funny that you brought that up because as I was driving by it, I went, "Oh, Dave and Buster's is still a thing that exists," and I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's Gameworks that went out of business. I don't know. It's all the same to me." And then you happen to bring up a Gameworks token in the podcast. Well,
0: yeah, you know, somebody needs to bring them up, I guess. Yes. Uh, so gone, but yeah, never well, forgotten, uh, or maybe not well, even gone. We're not really at sure. Like, at least I could say public, publicly. You know, it's been nice knowing you, Brock.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know the uh you've been a decent human while you've been on well okay you've been an okay human while yeah. you've been on the server i've been
1: an acceptable human yeah That's the acceptable. well they'll we'll do okay let's not go crazy here
0: <laughs> yeah let's if we're gonna get into a rating system here i mean <laughs> we're we to set, set some bigger ground rules but you know okay is flexible enough sure um so, uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll see that. So, uh, I guess that winds us up. So where do they, where can they find us, Brock?
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Nick. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to drop us a line at countercomic at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at schlockworks.com where you can see our archives, check in on our other projects and do other th- assorted things that might involve reading my comic. If you're so inclined drop by yeah. iTunes or Stitcher and give us a review that would be great and this is apparently us signing off for the last time because I'm going to die in Nicaragua
0: I'm no, it's, possible. it's possible uh, I'll, I'll still be here uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah I'll be here I'll find somebody else
1: yeah.
0: I will the um, my heart will go on you're just gonna co-host a podcast with a Furby yeah oh that'd be awesome the, you uh, just traded to
1: be a foul-mouthed chucklehead,
0: or or or, or a twenty questions—you know, one of those twenty questions little <laughs> balls or something like that. Uh, and Nick,
1: the counterculture comic podcast, now hosted by Nick and a and Spell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, don't don't say that too much, Brock. Because even if you live, I still might do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: So alright, I'm Nick Hemsing and uh, the uh, there we go, folks. Yeah, okay, thanks everybody, and we'll see you in a few weeks, provided I don't die. Okay, bye now. Bye. <laughs>